Episode 6, The Power of Prayer. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy in your marriage. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're talking tonight about the power of prayer in your relationships, how that dynamic can really have such an earth-shattering, transforming uh, impact on those relationships that you hold most dear. We actually, you know, we talk to you guys about what happens during our week, and this has been one of those weeks where we have seen the power of prayer really come into play just in our own personal relationships. And I'm actually speaking specifically to Tony, and he's going to kind of jump in here and fill you in a little bit about what has happened. That's right, Elisa. Thank you so much. Prayer and and how it's changed my life over the last year and is specifically with the relationship with my father. And this week was an amazing week because for the first time that I can ever remember in my gosh, in, in my years of life after ending of, or right before we were ending a phone call or as I was ending a phone call with my father, my dad said, I love you. And it just floored me. That's, that's the cool thing that happened. And now I'm going to give you a little bit of the backstory of how we got there, how my father and I, our relationship got to this point where the intimacy, and this is a father son intimate relationship got to this point. And as a kid growing up, I honestly cannot remember my father ever saying, I love you to me. Not once. And we went through some rough times like many of us do through our teenage years and the yelling matches in the, I hate you and I don't ever want to see you again. And there was a long period in there where my father and I just didn't even talk to each other. So those were some hurtful times and I had a lot of pride and I wasn't going to back down, nor was he. My father also has a lot of pride. That good Italian, uh, (laughs) persona or attitude. I don't know what you call it, but it, it definitely, um, Having married into the DiLorenzos, they're kind of a strong-willed bunch. That's right. We are. I'm less so now than I was before. But my dad was a great provider of our family. He's he's in construction, a general contractor, plumber by trade. And so as uh, the years when I was growing up, most of the time, my dad was was out of the house Monday through Friday. He was at a job site somewhere and would typically be living at this area because it was two, three hours away from where we lived in Banning, California. And so I really didn't see my dad much. And on the weekends when I did see him, there wasn't this bond that was happening. I had my own thing going on and he was doing paperwork or other work related things that he had to get done while he was at home. So we really didn't have much of a connection. Years ago, my dad and I, we reconciled and we've had great conversations. We've built up our relationship again, but my dad still never said, I loved you to me directly or on the phone. And about a year ago, I started praying to God and I said, God, this is one area of my life. This is one person in my life that I want to impact. And I want sort of that affirmation as a son 
to know that your father loves you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, so I went to prayer and one of the verses in the Bible that I read many a times over that period is, hold on, I am looking for it right now. It's in, where am I in here, Lisa? Didn't you go to Philippians? Yes, that's it. Philippians. <laughs> Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be prayer, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present and re- your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I began to pray. And in our microwave, I want everything done now. I was sort of disappointed (laughs) when those prayers weren't answered really quick. Come on, God, I'm praying. I know. (laughs) Do something. Do something for me here, God. And you might be asking yourself, well, what did you do, Tony? Well, what I did, and I made a concerted effort to do this. Every time I talked to my dad, and and like I said, my my relationship with my father is, at that point, was good. We talk on the phone probably once a week. Mm-hmm. We, we do make the connection, and it's not in-depth or anything, but it's just, hey, how you doing? And so a year ago, when this was coming on, I decided to tell my dad I love you after every phone call. After every time we were finishing up, I was going to tell him I love you. And I didn't care if he said anything back. I didn't, I I was just going to leave it into God's hand. And it was tough after about the 10th, 11th time telling him I love you. And he would just sort of go, all right, Tone, talk to you later. (laughs) I'm just laughing because I can hear my father-in-law just, you know, I can hear his voice when Tony says that going, all right. Have a good day. All right, Tom. Have a have a good day. I'll talk to you later. And this went on for months. Uh, and I, I'll have to say, I, I was discouraged at times. Mm-hmm. I would still um, lift up these prayers to God of just going, hey, God, let my dad know that I, I love him. And I can't change him. Mm. I'm not going to be able to change my dad anyway. But I knew through prayer and just me making the choice to tell him I loved him, I knew something would happen eventually. And so uh, I'd say about four months ago, so eight months into this, re- we were on a, a, on a phone call, and I, the, the phone call was ending, and I just said, hey, Dad, I love you. And real quick, I, I mean, it was, it was lightning quick. All I heard was love you, and it was sort of like love you, bye, boom, done. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, did that just sweet. happen? Yeah. I was like, sweet score. Yeah. All right. God <laughs> praise you. Amen, brother. And so I I was honestly, I was floored. I was driving and I remember just sitting in my car, just sort of like sweating, just going, oh my gosh, it happened. And I, I was just, I, I honest, I was moved to tears mm-hmm. that day. I mean, I was just moved to tears to just know that my dad, as quickly as he said it, it was really coming from his heart because that's the type of person my dad is. And so over the last four months, again, every time the phone calls ending or if I see him and we're talking, dad, I love you. And you know what? Little by little. It was long. It was, it, I don't want to say longer, but it was more meaningful. I mean, he would really say, Hey, Tony, I love you. 
goodbye. You know, we'll talk next week. So what I brought up earlier in this talk was when he said, I love you this past week, it was really out of the ordinary because the phone call was coming to an end and I was just about to hang up. I was just sort of like, all right, dad, we'll talk, we'll talk later. It's good talking to you. And out of nowhere, my dad just goes, I love you, Tony. And it floored me. And I mean, it was a conviction from my father's depth that he was just like, I love you, Tony. No hesitation. It wasn't something that was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I just looked up and I was just praising God. And I mean, I let my dad know there too. I, I, I just responded back to him, just letting him know how much I do love him and appreciate him for the man that he is and, and a man I get to look up to. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Your your dad is a man of very strong character. And, you know, I don't think that you've ever questioned that the love has been there because he shows it through a lot of his actions. But to actually hear that affirmation, right. to hear the words that, you know, so many of us long to hear, depending on what your relationships are with your parents, um, you know, we, we all want that that affirmation of knowing, you know what, we are loved. Yeah. And, and that's, those are powerful words, whether we're saying them to our spouse or we're, you know, hearing them or receiving them from a parent or even giving them to our children. Right. Um, the I love yous when they're meant deeply and not said just sort of off the cuff, those are very strong, very powerful words. And so, you know, when Tony told me that his dad had said it first, I was like, wow, who would have thought? Um, because, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, this was definitely this was definitely God's hand answering Tony's prayer in God's time. Right. And that was a hard thing. That was a hard thing, especially with those eight months of constantly saying, Hey dad, I love you and not having any affirmation. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean it was it wasn't a hey, let me think about it sort of an <laughs> idea. It was just sort of like, All right, goodbye. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and so if for me, for me, this week was just a praise God week, mm-hmm. you know, and it gave me a lot to think about in the respect that when I pray to God, when I pray for you before God, mm-hmm. when I pray for the kids before God, I always want it to be instant. And this week was one of those times when I realized that it's not in my time it's in god's time and god's time could be years Mm -hmm. it could be months it could be days it could be hours right and so that really opened up my eyes to the glorious father we have in heaven and to my wonderful dad i have here on earth yeah it's been it's been a powerful week and ironically it ties in with Valentine's Day. And so we really, you know, have this focus on love and on relationships and how prayer um, in relationships can literally move mountains. I mean, seeing it with Tony's Tony and his dad and seeing how, you know, what seemed very daunting, what seemed like it was n- Quite possibly. I think Tony probably had months there early on where he's like, this is not going to happen. I'm oh, going to yeah. pray. I'm going to pray for the rest of this man's life. And we're still going to be saying, yeah, uh, got to go, Tony. <laughs> 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 got to go. Talk to you later. Um, and so 
what I really want to convey is, and Tony said it so well, that we do live in a microwave society. We live in a culture that says, if I can't have it right now, then I'm on to the next thing because I want it right now. I want my problems fixed. I want, right. I want what I want, when I want it, and I want it right now. And prayer doesn't work that way. God does not answer prayers in our time as much as we would love him to do so. <laughs> Or as much as we would love to control that scenario. God, this is what I'm asking for and I want it right now. Because we don't always know the bigger picture. We don't know how God is working in someone else's life. I mean, here Tony's been, you know, praying for his dad for a year. And God was obviously at work in your dad's life. Giving him the ability to get to the point where he could not only respond to you, but four months later, you know, after he started responding to you to be able to say it first. Right. That took a lot of work on your dad. Yeah. You know, and there's, totally there's did. stuff going on there that we don't even know about because we're not privileged to that. And that's perfectly fine. And I think, you know, this really ties into our relationships with each other, you know, and that we can be praying for our spouses. I know that you pray for me and I pray for you. And there are times when I pray for specific things and I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> right. this is what I'm praying for Tony. And what I'm really saying to God is, this is what I want right now in regards to Tony mm-hmm. or in regards to our relationship. And what I don't know is how God is really working on our marriage in a particular manner. You know, he might be saying, that's great. That's what you want, but you're not ready for it yet. Right. You know, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to trust me, you know, whether it's in our finances or if we're having, you know, difficulties with intimacy or difficulties with the kids. I mean, there have been times with um, our children where we've been praying for them and praying about them, you know, like, God, please take these temper tantrums away. What, how many more nights do we have to deal with a fight over food or a fight over, you know, clothes? (laughs) Touching each other, looking at each other. You know, the normal knowing each other sibling rivalry. There's more than one kid in the house stuff. stuff. And yet then we have, you know, periodically we have these insights into our children's character because they're going through this. You know, we learn more about them and what they need, but it takes time. And that's not something that we always want to be able to give, you know? So I want to, um, I want to read a letter. We received a, email last week off of um, actually through Twitter. This gentleman found us through Twitter and actually emailed us through the website. I think, was it sent to you at AskTony at OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com? I think so. I can't. Yeah, it was mailed. Yeah, it It was was, email. Okay, so it came in at AskTony at OneExtraordinaryMarriage.com and I want to share this with you. And and hold on before Lisa goes there. We got to give a plug. If you guys want to leave feedback, please do. We love it. We do. So you can either go to our website, oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can go to the contact section. There is a form you can submit right there. If you want to email us directly, either ask Elisa or ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can join us on our Facebook fan uh, page. Did yes. I say that right? Facebook yeah. fan page. Facebook fan page at One Extraordinary Marriage. You can follow us on Twitter, and that's on our homepage. So there's a there's a bunch of ways that you guys can get in touch with us, and we honestly love it. We love it. We get the good, we get the bad, 
and we dig it. We're gonna we are going to respond to you. Some of them, as you guys already know from listening to some of our past podcasts, we're gonna we're gonna go through them here on the air. Each of them, we honestly sit down, we both look at them, we we discuss them, and then we respond because we truly believe that we need to. Elise and I need to come together and discuss our marriage, what's happening in yours, and then either one of us will respond. But we love it, you guys. So thank you. And this is a letter from a gentleman named Peter. And he says, Dear Tony and Elisa, I found your site via Twitter, and for the past week or so, I've been listening to your podcasts. I'm most of the way through the fourth now and just wanted to write and say I've enjoyed listening to them and to say thanks. Your message, and more importantly, your attitudes towards marriage and each other is both inspirational and a pick-me-up. I did, however, want to give you another viewpoint to consider. At times, I find it hard to listen to your show. Not because it's wrong, but because it's so right. From the show, you have the marriage I long for with my wife. Your priorities, God, marriage, family, everything else, are right on the money. And though maintaining and improving a marriage is hard work, you both share the same priorities and vision and are willing to make the necessary sacrifices towards them. While I recommend, excuse me, while I recognize and commend your hard work and success, this is the part I find hard to relate or listen to at times. There's a huge difference between a couple that's off track, but sharing a common desire to improve their marriage, and one that's off track, but has only one spouse that wants to engage. So what happens is all your advice and stories are great stuff, but somewhat difficult to apply unilaterally. Of course, this isn't entirely true. One can do their best at 100% marriage, even without a spouse that shares the same desire and priorities. But it's just a very different dynamic than an approach as expressed on your show where both spouses want the same thing, but maybe just need some help or ideas to get there. So what I'm suggesting as a topic for a future episode for you both is what to do in that situation. A situation where one partner wants to improve the marriage, refocus the right set of priorities as you expressed, undergo personal change, etc., but has an unwilling and distant spouse. First of all, Peter, we want to say thank you for taking the time to not only give us, you know, the positive feedback, but also to let us know where our message um, might be hard to listen to or might not be able, you know, you're finding difficulty applying it because your circumstance, your set of circumstances are so different from ours. Um, you know, there are all different types of marriages out there. We hear from lots of listeners who, you know, one spouse is more distant, you know, their sex lives are all over the place in terms of, you know, who's more open in the bedroom and, and whatnot. And, and so we want you to know, we appreciate you taking the time to, to lay this out there for us, um, for us to pray for you, first of all, um, and to pray for your marriage. And, you know, that's probably the number one most important thing that we can share with you is very much what Tony uh, went through with his dad is that start praying. And we've had some correspondence with Peter so that we know he is. Uh, but we've we've talked about it before. You can't change your spouse, right? You can't change them at all. Trust me, I've tried with Tony. It hasn't worked. Um, 
but I can pray for him. Right. And I can pray for, I can pray for change in our marriage. I have prayed for myself at times when I feel like we are growing distant or if there's an issue, I pray for wisdom and knowing what I need to correct in myself. Because a lot of times it's me, it's not him. I just would much rather put the blame outward than inward. And so, you know, pray for, pray for healing with your spouse. Uh, Obviously there's a lot of pain there uh, and a lot of other issues that need healing. And so it's not just, it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be that microwave response. Um, The two of you have quite a bit to work through. Um, You know, it's possible that, you know, maybe she's open to counseling or she's open to meeting with your pastoral staff, other marriage counselors. Um, And if she's not, then you keep praying. You keep praying for that heart to be healed. You keep doing all of the stuff that you know to do, courting her, letting her know that you do cherish her, whatever, whatever's been the past. You are making daily steps, maybe hourly steps to heal those hurts. Right. And, and I would almost look at this similar to when we had the miscarriage with Andrew, that big chasm that was between you and I, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, hold on. All right, there we go. Sorry. I couldn't hear you that well. Yeah. Um, that big chasm that we had and it takes a lot of time to get back together and how do you get back together? And, and for, for us, I mean, we can only speak for ourselves here. Prayer was indeed there. We, did go through many struggles in trying to get back together. The Mm -hmm. one thing I know I was trying to do during that period was I was still giving a hundred percent of myself into the relationship, even though you were distant. Right. And all I could do at that point and during that time was continue to give a hundred percent into the, into our relationship and hopefully you're going to grow up, understand what was happening and start reengaging in our marriage, which over time you did. Right. It, it wasn't, it wasn't again, we're using microwave here tonight because we are in a microwave society. We want it to happen quickly. And I know in our marriages when they're tough and when things are going wrong, we do want change quickly. Well, we had a lot of people praying for us too. We did. Um, oh gosh, yeah. We please, please surround yourself with godly men and women who can who can pray for you. You know, find those prayer warriors. Um, I can think of a few people off the top of my head who, without their prayers daily in our lives, um, you know, I'm not sure that we would be where we are now. They. You know, Tony talked about his dad. My dad on the flip side has, for as long as I can remember, whether we, you know, he's been dropping me off at school or getting off the phone with me or sending me an email, everything ends with take care, God bless, and I love you. And that. Oh, from your dad? Oh, yeah. Oh, your dad tells me that. <laughs> he, my dad tells it, everyone it's, that. It's I mean, awesome. He, it's, it's amazing. He sends everybody off 
with a prayer or benediction. Um, and from what I've learned, my grandfather used to do a similar thing. And so it's kind of a generational um, prayer legacy. And so we have people like that. We have p- friends from church that we can call up and say, you know what? This is going on. We're we're struggling right now with a particular issue. We need you to surround us in prayer. And so it's finding those people that you don't necessarily have to go into all the details with. They don't need to know all the dirty laundry, but if they know that you need help, there are those people in your community, in your network, who are prayer warriors. That is what they do, and they do it very well. Get plugged into them. Let them pray for whatever your needs are. If it's to get through another day with a distant spouse, if it's to have healing in your marriage, if it's to reconnect with your spouse, again, you can't change your spouse. All you can do is give a hundred percent and to say, you know what, I am going to, I am going to commit to this marriage as long as this other person is still here, Right. (laughs) you know, because you can't control what's going on with them. All you can do is continue to give the effort and continue to say, you know what, I am going to work and make this, you know, obviously it's not the best it can be right now, but you're going to continue to put forth the effort so that one day, like I did, you know, after battling the depression and losing our child, there did come a day when all of a sudden, you know, I could look Tony in the eye again. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you grew up in the marriage. You, 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 you began to understand that either you had two choices, either a, you're going to grow up in the marriage or the marriage is going to fall apart. Right. And, and you chose to do that. I I chose to stay in my marriage. On my side though, there was nothing I could do to make that happen, which is very discouraging. And I know for Peter, it, it has to be discouraging and tough. Incredibly to, frustrating. Right. And, and frustrating to not be able to do that. So my, my, my advice to Peter is pray, give a hundred percent and, and hopefully your spouse will grow up in the marriage and mm-hmm. see how valuable you are and how much worth you bring to that marriage. And how much effort you're giving. And how much effort, yeah, that Peter is giving. You know, that you're not just saying, you know what, just because you're not engaged right now, I'm just going to stop. Engaging you. And stop engaging, you know, I'm going to walk, you know, if you're going to walk away, I'm going to walk away. And then, then you have two people that are, you know, that have left their marriage. Right. And so the effort that you're putting forth is not in vain. It's not, you know, it's not going unrecognized. You may not be getting the acknowledgement but the fact that she is still with you, I think on some level says that she realizes you're doing something. Right. And God may and is working on her. It's just, it's a slow process. And and we are praying for your marriage. Um, again, we appreciate the opportunity for you to let us, to let us do that. And, and again, thank you for reaching out to us and sharing most definitely your life with us and allowing us to be a part of that. It really, um, we are through this process of podcasting and blogging. We are having encounters with wonderful people all over 
It's been a fun week. We actually, um, shifting gears on our Facebook fan page, we received a, a message from a listener from Alaska who found us on iTunes. And so a special thank you to Anita to telling us how she found us. And we share a little bit of common history in that we both honeymooned in Cabo um, in 1996 within just a couple weeks of each other. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> got married the same month. Got married the same month. It was, ju- it was just a cool thing to see from Anita. And you guys can read that on our Face, uh, Facebook fan page there. And a thank you to a number of folks who have been along with us since the beginning. There's Sarah. There's Lou. There's... Stu. Stu. Justin. Justin. Dustin. Uh, there's there's many others. But we just wanted to give a shout out to all you guys and, and just thank you for the positive reinforcement you give us each and every week to keep on doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We love it. We enjoy it. And like we said before, we're going to just keep on growing and getting better at this. So, again, visit us at www.oneextraordinarymarriage.com. <laughs> I'm having a rough day today. Wow. I don't know what it is. I, I'm just having a rough day. You know day, what it is? It's the California sunshine. We're not buried under woo. a few feet of snow like everywhere else. It was Yeah, let's not talk about that. Everybody 75. might move here. No, no, no. <laughs> it was 75 today. We went to the park and played. Yeah. But we, we just we just so appreciate all of you guys. And we want to connect with you. So either email us. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, on Twitter. We love it. And so until next time. Have a great week. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.